chatting with Brian Pettis. Brian is a local stand-up comedian and an admin of the Sedalia Voices Facebook page. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, how are you guys? We're great. Thanks. Good. Hey, Brian, can you give us a little bit of your background, where you're from, or how you came to be here? Uh, well, I, I mean, I think my last name kind of gives it away that my family's been here for a while. And I get this question a lot. I actually am related to the guy the county's named after. Wow. Yeah, long story. Don't I don't want to run into anybody named Biddle anytime. You can look that up. But yeah, I've, I've lived here for, I mean, I'll be 37 in June. I uh, did a brief couple of months in Columbia. Other than that, I've lived in Sedalia my whole life. All right. Uh, Hatfield and McCoy thing going on here with the history of <laughs> Sedalia, the uh, county? Thomas Spencer Darwin Pettis uh, got shot in the land in a duel over a land dispute by Thomas Biddle over by the Mississippi River over by St. Louis. But Spencer Pettis was held in such high regard that they took the top half of Benton County and the bottom half of Saline County and made Pettis County. So here I am, however many generations later. <laughs> wow. Fascinating. As a stand-up comedian, obviously you've been affected by what we're going through here. Can you can you tell me what you've seen from your side? Not a lot. Stand-up comedy is kind of a unique art form, if you want to call it that. The live audience is super crucial. You know, your entire point of getting up there and telling your jokes is to make a room full of people laugh. Uh, there's no room, rooms filled with people right now to make laugh. I mean, I've seen some comedians like do like Zoom comedy and it's painful. It's painful to watch because it, it, it just, it feels like every joke falls flat. You know, some TV shows work better with a laugh track. I mean, if you know me, I'm a huge pro wrestling nerd. And I just, I have not been able to watch pro wrestling without a crowd. It just, it's so weird. And I think stand-up comedy is the same way. It's just, that's the whole point is to elicit a crowd reaction. And if there's no crowds, then there's no, I mean, there's no stand-up comedy. Sure, the, the feedback is crucial to the performance. Yeah, exactly. You have... You can think you're doing everything right, but the crowd will tell you really quick if you actually are. You, you know, that, that feedback is just vital to it. And I think a few things are starting to open back up. I know there's a, a, a weekly show up in Columbia that's kind of starting to do it, but with a smaller group of comedians and obviously, you know, social distancing and stuff like that within the actual bar or club or you know wherever it may be but i i personally i feel like even a smaller crowd is going to be detrimental to the whole thing um i mean i've done rooms with a hundred people in them and i've done the deck out on at a bar with maybe four or five people standing there and it's just a completely different set of circumstances it can throw you completely off whatever you think you have prepared for. Yeah, I could see that. 
trying to anticipate reaction or response can well it's stand-up comedy compared to me making paintings like i have the painting complete and then i put it out there and people like it i, I don't know if people relate to it i don't know but you are comparatively i mean you are painting on the spot like you are creating right you you yeah. may have rehearsed it, but you are like re-delivering the painting, yep. so to speak, it, it, on the it, spot. It's, it's instant feedback. I mean, if you you can tell which way you're going by maybe your second or third joke into your set. And one of the most important skills that a good comedian has is to be able to read the crowd and adjust on the fly. Like, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to pivot this direction. Um, sure. You know, obviously, again, if you know me, there's certain jokes I would tell at certain venues that I wouldn't dream of telling at other venues just because it would completely just, I mean, it's kind of a, I don't want to be too specific, but it's, you know, if, if you know me, you know my views on a lot of things and that would could definitely divide a crowd really quick and you just have to be able to feel that like on the spot or you're just gonna go down in flames and possibly receive death threats afterwards not that that's happened but uh, yeah i can see the uh maybe a, a larger population like uh columbia kansas city you know these uh larger uh urban markets college crowds you know things like but again even with college crowds you have to because everyone's even expecting i'm sorry my computer's doing something crazy man but no even if, like in a with a college crowd like you have to really watch what you say it, it's just there's so many variables to like going out to a, a you know we did a show at dicky doo a couple of years ago the jokes I'd tell there are not the jokes that you'd tell in a Columbia or a Warrensburg. Uh, you know, there's, there's going to be some crossover, but, you know, some, and it, and it goes both ways. Some people in a college town would hate the jokes that I'd have to tell at Dickie Doo, and the people at Dickie Doo would hate the jokes I'd tell to the college girls. So it's just, it's a constant reassessment of what's going on right in front of you in real time. It's, it's the most fun thing I've ever tried to do, but uh, it's it's really challenging too. You have to really focus and be dedicated to it, for sure. Nice, yeah, and uh, almost 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 innovate and navigate throughout each crowd. I can I can see that. All right, so let's talk about how the let's talk about how being an admin of Sedalia Voices might have changed through what we're going through. Uh, I imagine that's probably seen a little more traffic than normal with yeah. more people at home. Yeah, you could say that. I think we're up over 10,000 members right now. Uh, I've been an admin on that page. Uh, I want to say maybe four, maybe going on five years now. It's changed hands a couple of times. The first time it changed hands, it was uh, from an older lady who I think uh, was a councilwoman. And then she got fed up with it 
which I can see how that would happen. And she transferred it to Travis McMullen, who I think anyone listening to this knows and remembers Travis and knows that, you know, he was just the best dude. And then he reached out and asked for a little bit of help running the page. And then when he, you know, sadly passed away, those of us that he picked kind of decided to just stick with it no matter what, uh, kind of out of respect for him. But um, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of just fake information out there on Facebook. You don't have to look hard to find it. Um, the hardest thing about it lately has been trying to keep that from overwhelming the page. And you can do it jokingly. You know, there's no, even before all this, it's not fun running that page because people will read the rules of the page and be like, well, it clearly doesn't apply to me and type whatever they want and try to send it through, which we've made it now. We have to approve the post just because when it was a nonstop flow of 10,000 people from Sedalia screaming at their computer or their phone, it was a nightmare to keep up with and to go through and, you know, remove posts that could be offensive or dangerous. A lot of it is just trying to, you know, people are like, oh, you're taking my first amendment. And it's like, oh, it's not how that works. But, you know, it's hard to say a lot about it. In some ways, it's gotten a little easier. I mean, back whenever we first really got in there and started clearing it out, you know, I talked about death threats earlier. I literally got death threats, like from people that we had removed from that page for posting I'm talking like vulgar, racist, ignorant, and it's just, and I don't know. Go ahead. The, this is just a, uh, like a, a hometown page for um, people to express concerns of, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's a pothole over here or maybe right. this or that. And it's really turned into like, I, I guess a, a fire of emotional based posts and responses, like people are getting really heated in there. Yeah, I, I mean, it, politics is super divisive. And, you know, one of the cooler things about Sedalia is we have a really diverse population. And if it even leans a little bit one way or the other, I mean, we keep it, it I, I'm not the only admin of the page. Uh, there's five of us. I mean, and we're all totally different people. You know, I probably couldn't have a political conversation with a couple of the other admins without it getting a little heat. So we just... You'd have to change the jokes you tell each of them. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's... I, I mean, sometimes people like they act like it's their personal blog and they'll just splatter out their opinion. And then, you know, we decline the post and then why didn't my post get approved? We've actually started posting the, why didn't my post get approved posts? Just so it, it, people can explain to them why their post didn't get approved. So, you know, it's, it's frustrating. My wife hates it. She wishes I'd just completely walk away from it. I'm kind of glad I have to wear a mask in public. Like I don't even have 
my face as my profile picture anymore. Uh, and sure. before, like when I did, like, God, I went to Walmart one time for an oil change. And I remember they came over to the intercom and said, uh, Brian Pettis, your car is ready. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, what if one of these crazies that threatened me and my family because I deleted their post about how uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Ortez is going to demand Shakira Law. Sure. You know, what if that guy heard that and he's standing back there? I mean, it'll be all right, but I'd rather avoid the confrontation altogether. So, yeah, it's zero out of five would not recommend being an admin of Sedalia Voices. (laughs) Is it still titled Sedalia Voices or has the name changed? We've changed it a few times, uh, just as like little jokes. Uh, the one that went over the worst was Sedalia's communist voices. That's when everyone oh. was like, oh, you admins think you're Hitler, this page is... And so, I mean, we decked out the banner with the uh, hammer and sickle. and <laughs> I think we lost like a few hundred people when we did that. But no, actually, right now it's called Sedalia's inside voices because we're... Well, I... <laughs> When referring to the people on that page, I won't say we're all stuck inside because a lot of them are open up Applebee's or death. So, uh, <laughs> cer- certainly, it takes yeah. Old time. Yeah, if, if you if you ever want to go through the entire psyche of a town of twenty thousand or so people, go check out Sedalia's Inside Voices. Incredible! Wow, what that's yeah, that would be a good psychological experiment or uh, at least a, yeah we need to get somebody with a phd to help admin it i think sometimes i think them having a phd they would not but <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong man <laughs> yeah so for for the original creator of Sedalia voices i guess uh i guess it, it blossomed so quickly that uh, there was a lot of unintended consequences that ran her off of it and yeah and she left town oh i honestly think uh she lives in florida now if i'm not mistaken all right smart move reminds me of a you know off the record reminds me of a joke uh you drive into ohio it's like home of 16 astronauts and it's like what the hell is going on in ohio people want 16 people want to leave the earth <laughs> was that Mitch Hedberg? Uh, it could be, could be. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, been so long know. since I heard it. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I like that. So, as a comedian, um, what does what does reopening look like? What do what do you have potentially planned for upcoming events? You know, I've been talking with a buddy of mine about uh, possibly arranging an open mic kind of an open mic i mean it's kind of it's really all up in the air because we're shooting for a friday evening in june but i mean nothing's 100 percent. i like we don't even have a date locked down we don't i mean honestly it's comedy is one of the things i could see working with social distancing you know you can separate the tables you can I don't know, take temperatures at the door. But, it, you know, again, that's going to be a smaller crowd, so that's less reaction. And, I mean, 
you know, personally, I'm not sure if I'd be 100% comfortable going into that sort of environment that soon. And, you know, I don't know that there's going to be other comedians out there that would be either. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully at some point this summer, uh, there'll be at least one or two good little comedy shows somewhere in Sedalia. But uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's impossible to say right now exactly when, exactly how. I mean, there are some of us that are talking to local venues and stuff like that about what it looks like. And, I, you know, at this point, it's, we don't really know. As soon as we can figure it out, though, we want to get back to it. You know, everybody does. That's, everybody's yeah. going stir crazy. I mean... I feel you. Uh, no bro being a public based business, you know, we, we use the community to provide entertainment, you know, for the community, so to speak. And now, uh, now with this, you know, I've had to cancel five different things we were going to do. Sure. And now, yeah, now all of a sudden I, I'm an I'm an interviewer now. All of a sudden, I'm a journalist. Like not not a good one, but uh, I'm on here still trying to. Oh, maybe get the maybe com get the comedian, you're improvising on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never work out. But I'm trying to talk to the community and provide like a like an entertainment value to the community. Still, like True. through through this medium, because from a distance the audio is easier to take in than for me to provide YouTube videos of painting and this and that. I, well, this is just a way to go about it, to provide some insight to local artists that may not be showcased in our visual arts format. This is a way of us branching out to reach the journalists, comedians, hairstylists, all sorts of people in the community who provide a creative occupation. There's some creativity to their occupation. So we're, sure. we're able to capture it this way also, but I'd never would have dreamed of this, but here we are. Here we are. I've said that more times in the past three months than in the last 35 years before, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, with your extra time at home, have you found yourself doing um, doing some things that you didn't have time for before, like baking bread or planting gardens, reading books, things like this? Uh, we have cooked some pretty phenomenal meals just out of, you know, why not? I, 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 we kind of halfway built a garden it's going okay. I just tomatoes and stuff. I luckily before they were out of stock everywhere. I got my hands on a PlayStation four. Uh, and I, I got my medical marijuana card. So everything's been just a little bit extra entertaining while quarantine. Oh, nice. <laughs> does that, does that apply to the garden at all? <laughs> no, I, I figure I better learn how to grow tomatoes first. <laughs> okay. I don't know how that works. <laughs> No, yeah, if I can't grow tomatoes, man, then they're, they're a lot cheaper. 
Sure, sure. If that's not, I mean, if you don't want that part in there. No, it's, it's, if, if you're fine with it, I'm fine with it. No, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm totally, I ain't breaking no laws. It's cool. <laughs> is, it, is there anything else you want to add to that extra time at home? I was, was going to say a lot of people are homeschooling, but. You know, we, okay, we're kind of, we were kind of in a weird spot through the whole thing because our kids were enrolled at Dresden for the majority of the school year. Uh, and then we moved in back into Sedalia city limits right at the beginning of all this. Uh, I mean, literally the beginning of March, uh, school, when school got canceled, I don't even think we had the kids all the way transferred yet because it was right in the middle of spring break. So we try to think of how that went. Sorry. It's been the, the Dresden teachers have been great. Um, our youngest, this was his first year of school kindergarten. Um, his teachers come by, you know, brought him little goodies, dropped off homework packets. The older kids though, were just kind of in limbo through all of this, but, uh, Dresden recognized their completion of the school year, so they're good to go. You know, we'll get them oh, switched nice. over. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of time to learn like an extra skill or something. We, we've got four kids, 14, 12, 10, and five. So, I mean, all of that keeps us pretty busy. We, we haven't been real strict on the homeschooling stuff just because it's like, you're going to get tired of that and it's going to there's been a, been a lot of crunch time for us also like uh, with my son who's 12 it's like it's like do, do you have the homework packet complete because i gotta turn it in tomorrow and then he's he's like all night on it trying to get it done. <laughs> right i mean we've been real loose with the kids honestly i mean it's going to take a month to get, ever get them back on a normal schedule i mean we eat, you know, we're fine. They eventually go to bed. They get up whenever. Me and my wife get up whenever. Uh, we've both been basically furloughed since this all started. So we've just all been kind of crammed in here, uh, you know, making the essential trips every once in a while. And my wife, Amanda, she has a heart condition. So we've probably been a little more careful than uh, a lot of people. Um, yeah, certainly. But, you know, I'm not. I'm certainly not going to apologize for it. So it's you know, it's had it. It's had its ups and downs, but uh, you know, I think for the most part, we're getting through it. And uh, all right, so potentially June, we could uh, possibly see some stand-up comedy. Yep, uh, possibly, probably. It's being worked on and discussed. Um, we're definitely hoping for the best. Um, and you know, like you said, that's all we can do at this point. Yeah. Uh, as no bro, we're trying to plan for maybe September events, maybe October events, but it's, it's very loose at this point. It could, you know, could fall apart very easily. Well, Brian, if anyone wanted to get a hold of you or, if you wanted to be got a hold of, how would they do so? Well, first of all, I'd prefer if nobody did. But uh, I do have a Twitter. Uh, it's at 
capital B six two zero. And it's the word capital and then the letter B. It's not just a capital B and then six two zero. I have to explain that every time. I thought I was really clever when I came up with that. Uh, my Facebook's real easy to find, Brian Pettis. Uh, you won't see my face as the profile picture, like I said, but I'm in there somewhere. Uh, if I don't know you, I probably won't accept you unless you have some really cool mutual friends. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm at uh, Instagram. Basically, type in capital B620. You'll find me on just about any social media because I'm a 36-year-old father of four with too much time on my hands right now. Excellent. Brian, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to talk with us. We'll see you soon. All right. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dustin. Take it easy. Not a problem. All right. Thank you for listening. You can stay up to date with No Bro Art Events by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks again.